This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. It's like you're telling me, Jamie Pickett plus 220, Johnny Walker at plus 210. That's going to get you nine like to it. one on your money, and I'm going to have a few hundred bucks in the account when it's all said and done. We're going to get you our best bets and get parlayed coming up in about 15 minutes here on Tapped Out. Welcome back to the BetQL Network, Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine. It's time to build a box here. If you were with us a couple of weeks ago, we went ahead and built our dream UFC fighter with different traits. Let's do the same thing and build a boxer when it comes to the best jab and I don't care if you want to take a guy that fought 100 years ago. I don't care if you want to take a guy that fought five minutes ago. If you're building the best boxer, whose jab are you going to take? Uh, well, I went, I went, you know, guys who are still doing the damn thing right now. And I have two guys in mind, but I'm going to go tie right now because I feel like he had the most effective during his reign, and that was Triple G. I think Triple G, best jab as far as power jab, devastating shot. You know, some guys do it to stick and move. He did it to seek and destroy. And for me, in the game, I would go triple G jab. That's who I would go with. I think I have to agree with you on this one if we're going with current day fighters, triple G. But if you want to talk about a different era and the best jab of all time, who do you think it is? Just out of curiosity, when I say those things, who do you think I'm about to say? I don't know. I'm curious. The Joe Hitman. Lewis? Oh, the Hitman. come on, bro. But this That's is great. your thing. Tommy Hearns. A lot of boxes Six. in history. Six foot one, 78 inch reach for the Hitman Hearns. Jeez. That guy, that guy could hit you from a mile away. All right, when it comes to power punchers, who's the power puncher with the perfect punch? Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to not pick Deontay Wilder. It feels like anybody else. I would say, like, if I were to split this up, I would go Deontay Wilder, power to the head, Canelo, probably power to the body. But like nobody's got power like Deontay Wilder. He's 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 a he's an absolute freak. I, I feel like anybody else getting picked is silly. Here's the thing. I agree with you, but it wouldn't be silly to say the name Mike Tyson. I understand that you're talking about completely different ways that they did it. And when it comes to Mike Tyson, since he was a little bit shorter, it might not have been quite as impressive as when Deontay Wilder hits you at the end of that reach. That being said, when it comes to just power punching, I think that Mike Tyson might be at the top of that food chain. Again, if we're talking about all-time, all-time, 
What do you know about Ernie Shavers? Remember that guy? Oh, monster. Yeah, that would, I mean, uh, definitely belongs in there as well. Um, I think as far as current, if you wanted to go pound for pound, if we're not going heavyweights, I mean, Gervonta certainly got to be in there right now with, yeah. uh, with, with the guys who are on the small spectrum. Arthur better be Ev right now at light heavyweight. He's got a hundred percent knockout ratio and no other champ has that going for him right now. So he's an absolute stud. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we're going to go with those two heavyweights, I feel like I would go, if I have to just pick number one overall, I would go Tyson because he's kind of like still, even though like, you know, people question his resume as far as all the guys that he beat, he still was, I think, in a, a grander era of heavyweight, got a lot of like former football players that Deontay Wilder was able to knock out. So that you might put as a notch against him, but he also put down Tyson Fury, uh, you know, four times now was never able to keep him down which is, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to give that credit to Fury. I don't know if you want to just say that's just Fury being tougher than all hell or if you want to put that as a notch against Deontay Wilder's power. I don't think we can answer that question that you just posed because we haven't seen the end of Deontay Wilder's career. And sure. once Mike Tyson was vulnerable, he never became the same guy. Like, he that's literally, true. he never looked even close to the same guy. And not only... Did he fight a bunch of no-names when he was coming up? But when he was coming down, somewhat did the same thing. If you remember the Francois Bothas and the Peter McNeilys and those type of names, and it just wasn't the old Mike Tyson. Let's see what Deontay Wilder looks like next time out, and then I think we can judge him versus Mike Tyson. That's going to be interesting. Uh, how about counterpuncher? If you could take anybody's counterpuncher, who are you taking? This is the only one I went history wise because he's got so much respect for me. And that was Juan Manuel Marquez. Uh, as far as a guy who was able to use Pacquiao's aggression against him to always make his fights either competitive or to win or to flatline him. I just feel like his counterpunching ability is great. People could go Mayweather, obviously. Mayweather's counterpunching is probably second to none. And, but I feel like, I mean, honestly, you could pick Mayweather for like seven of these categories and it would be, it's almost too easy. Um, I just feel like Marquez, that was his signature, was the counterpunching. You know, Mayweather, I feel like his signature is always going to be that defense, the shoulder roll, um, being able to make people miss. Juan Manuel Marquez taking people's aggression against him and then capitalizing it. That, that, to me, was his calling card. Absolutely. I had him on my list. What about a prime Roy Jones Jr.? Oh, that guy yeah. could slip a punch and then give it back to you. Like When it came to counterpunchers, I think that those two guys stand alone We'll get to the defense here. Let's just move on to the defense because you kind of stole the thunder anyway. When it comes to it, we're both going to say Floyd Mayweather. To me, the only guy that's even in the same category in his prime, Pernell Sweet Pea Whitaker. I could watch that guy dance around defensively all day long. Definitely deserves to be consideration. Uh, another guy that I thought of was the executioner, Bernard Hopkins. I mean, just was able to fight forever. And a lot of that was because he was just able to make people miss, never hit anybody never get hit clean up until he got knocked out of the ring by Joe Smith. Um, I was, you know, it was an interesting thing. I was kind of struggling on who was the current day, great defensive guys. And I was like, I guess Devin Haney right now, most people like say he's the most comparable to Floyd, but I just don't think he's at that level. Yet. He's still very, very young. Uh, but even in these last couple fights, he's shown himself to be a little bit more vulnerable. I think he's kind of falling into that trap of people saying he's a bit boring. So that's, that's allowing himself to be caught. But it is, uh, it is tough finding those guys where it's just like you're going in there on that night and you know you're not going to hit this person very, very much. It's funny you said all those things like a Floyd guy who's been hit recently. You could say the same thing about Tank Davis. Like I used to think that he was able to dodge those shots until he wasn't the last couple of spots, especially last time out. I mean, maybe it's because I had money against him, but frankly, I thought he lost the fight. Well, I think the thing that's interesting with Tank is that 
you know, Tank's an entertaining fighter. You know, Floyd, sure. one of the things with Floyd that's fascinating, it's fascinating that Floyd promotes him, is that Floyd is was not a very pleasing style to watch. I guess the pure so I love watching Floyd Box, you're lying, but it's okay. Um, the, the appeal was you wanted to see him lose. With Gervonta, he's not the most boisterous guy in the world, but he's got such a fun style because he's going and you're waiting to see if he's going to hit that monster uppercut. So when he doesn't get it, you're a little disappointed because you're like, hey, I came here to see a viral knockout. What gives, Gervonta? What do you think was the tipping point for Floyd? Because he's a boring fighter, a defensive fighter. You mentioned the shoulder roll. Yeah, he's got a great mouth, and he went from being pretty boy to money. Is that when it happened? Because I, it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of guys that hold on to their zero for a long time, and not with the resume of Floyd Mayweather. He was taking out a lot of these guys. But like you said, his highlight reel is nothing to watch over. Well, I think I think it's a couple of things. I think one is he had a lot of he had a lot of hand injuries, and so that takes away some of your power. Keith Thurman's dealing with some of this stuff now, and uh, and just you know he kept going up in weight classes. Like remember, he had to go meet Oscar De La Hoya, and they had to find a place to go do it. I mean, Floyd's Floyd's tiny. Floyd is Floyd is a tiny person, and you know for you you don't think about that going up to one forty seven because we saw what he was able to do. We saw what Manny Pacquiao was able to do, and we kind of take it for granted that. These guys probably shouldn't have been fighting at that weight class or shouldn't have been dominating at that weight class because, you know, a lot of these guys should probably be better suited at 135, 140, somewhere around that that place. And so that's probably, I think, another reason why the knockouts didn't exactly come as easy for Floyd. Did you when you said the live on the radio on the QL network, you literally said Floyd Mayweather, he's tiny. It's but tiny. I agree with you. He he is. He's tiny, dude. tiny guy. You can fit him in your pocket. Brendan Tobin, Sean Levine talking boxing. We're building a boxer here. The best one we can on the BetQL network. Footwork. I know you're a foot guy like Rex Ryan. Who's got the best footwork? <laughs> uh, it's the two guys right now I'm going current day. Terrence Crawford. I mean, you know, could fight from either side just as good. So he switches stances like it's nothing in the middle of a fight and will just absolutely crush you. Um, and then the uh, another guy who is just, I mean, you know, he, he, he got taken out of boxing, so his father made him take Ukrainian dance. That's Lomachenko. Lomachenko, Lomachenko the yeah. footwork right now, absolutely, absolutely sick. So those uh, one of those two guys I would say I would love to have as my ultimate uh, boxing footwork guy. Yeah, I'm with you. If we're talking about current day boxers, Lomachenko has footwork of, I mean, dominant crews. Like if you're talking crossover sports, yeah. it's just beautiful. It's beautiful to watch him dance around. It's crazy. When we were posing this question before the show, I went back and watched some old highlights. Muhammad Ali's footwork, man, that guy was making music dancing around the ring. Don't get me wrong. It's fun to watch him knock guys out and talk smack along the way. But the best thing that he might have done, the most underrated trait for Ali might have been his footwork. Yeah, absolutely. The the in and out stuff, like it was it was absolutely dynamic. Roy too. Roy Jones was a guy who, you know, he's there one second, then he wasn't. I mean, a bit of an unorthodox fighter. That's why when the skills weren't what what they quite were at the end of it, you know, he's getting caught a lot because he could do it like nobody else could do it. Uh, Brendan is a guy that no doubt could go twelve heavyweight rounds in your current shape. If you could take cardio from one guy, who would it be? Um. I was trying to think this is another tough one as far as I tried sticking current day. I figured I went Tyson Fury uh, as one of mine because he's gone very deep into fights and still been very effective. I think about, you know, him getting up against Deontay Wilder in the 12th round and then throwing even more punches in that 12th round. I don't think you could show more cardio than that. Uh, guys who throw a ton of punches right now, David Benavidez, he's kind of in the running right there. Former champion, lost because he did coke. Uh, he uh, throws a ton of punches. 
But I went with a mighty. I went. I went with a. I went with a wee man, Chocolatito Gonzalez, super flyweight, one fifteen. Those one fifteeners, they throw crazy punches for twelve rounds nonstop. Nobody compares to their cardio. He's a legend. Chocolatito Gonzalez is who I went with. I'm going with an anti wee man. How about uh, how about Usyk? You were talking about Ooh. big boys. That guy could go forever, too. And, of course, Bud Crawford. But kind of like when we talk about Mayweather, when you play a game like this. He could be in everyone's categories. Five or six different categories. But one thing that nobody talks about because he's so good at all these different things is his cardio. All right, we're almost done. Corner man. If we got our best boxer, we finally built a perfect boxer. Who's going to corner our guy? Uh, I just want Teddy Atlas because if the guy's this good, he doesn't really need a guy who's going to coach him that well. So I'm just going to go Teddy Atlas for the wild speeches. We'll fire him. Oh, you got him. We'll fire you got him. I'll take. I'll. T- <laughs> You're right over there. I'll go ahead and take. Uh, I couldn't decide if I wanted Customato or Freddie Roach. Freddie Roach or Customato. Um, give me Freddie Roach. More champions. I'll take. I'll take. Fair enough. And and if we're gonna play the he's still living game, then I guess I'll go ahead and you know take the one who is. So let's go ahead and take Freddie Roach. Okay. Picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written... It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brendan Tobin. Living large down in Miami, Sean Levine here in Kansas City. we got help all over the place, Tyler and David and Rick, and you joining us wherever you are on the BetQL Network. We've got a full card tonight. Right when we sign off the air about a half hour from now, the main card takes place. Jamal Hill, Johnny Walker at the top of the card. Kyle Dawkins, Jamie Pickett. Parker Porter takes on Alan Badeau, Jim Miller versus Nicholas Mota. And then you're going to get Joaquin Buckley versus Abdul Rasak Al-Hassan. Which one of those fights are you looking forward to the most tonight, PT? Man, I think I think the one I'm looking forward to the most is honestly Joaquin Buckley versus Al-Hassan. I think that these guys are both knockout artists. We've seen what Joaquin Buckley can do on, you know, on crazy situations. Knockout of the year, maybe the best knockout of all time, you could argue with Joaquin mm. Buckley. Um, and then Al-Hassan, you know, fastest head kick KO in history. I, I, I mean, like, you, you look at fights that line up and there's no way that it feels like they could go the distance. It feels like both of these guys need a win as far as, like, just continuing to make names for themselves. Uh, Al-Hassan a little bit older, so he's still, he's maybe a little bit more desperate coming into this, but 
Buckley's, you know, kind of gone back and forth after that, after that viral KO. I think that's the one I'm looking forward to most. Both these guys look like can not only get knockouts, but they get unorthodox knockouts, head kick knockouts, do some, uh, do some street fighter stuff. As usual, I disagree with you. I think that Joaquin Buckley, you mentioned that the, the knockout you're talking about might've been the best of all time, but that was a while ago. Now in the case of the head kick, that just happened. That was yep. Al Hassan's last fight. So if I can get him at plus 150 feeling great about himself, look, Joaquin Buckley's a guy that if he gets you, he knocks you out. But if I can get plus 150, I think I'm playing Al Hassan tonight. The only reason I say desperation for that, though, is Al Hassan's 36. Joaquin Buckley's 27. 27's plenty of time to go through a rut in your UFC career or a 500 stretch, and you'll be all right. You know, like we've seen with Tai Tuivasa, three-fight losing streak. You can bounce back. We know that that Buckley's got the talent. Al Hassan, like, you know, you, you're you 36 years old. You're taking on this guy with a viral knockout. And you're a guy who likes getting some viral knockouts yourself. I think that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, incumbent upon you to go get it this, this time around. If you want to talk about the old line taking on the Cub, that's actually going to happen in the fight right before Jim Miller versus Nicholas Mota. So you can get minus 175 on Nick. Jim Miller plus 145. You're talking about Jim Miller who has, what, 50 fights in Crazy. the octagon, something like that. Versus a guy who's just coming off the Dana White. It's just weird that Jim Miller's coming in at a plus 145 when he's got so much more experience. I know. This is a night where I'm just like, I'm crazy on the underdogs. Like, I'm just like, all right. Like, I get it. Three-way. If you're going to get parlayed and not tell your wife, you might as well get involved in the three-way parlay, right? I'm telling you, man. Like, it just seems to me like, all right, Jim Miller, he's coming off the wing. He's got to be feeling good about himself. People just think like, oh, one of these times he's going to go around there. It's going to be the last time. But who's to say that he's going to do it against? Oh, so they're going to throw him to the wolves against a guy with all that experience? That's a dangerous game. Let's do it, man. Let's just parlay it three ways before the fight start. You can get Jim Miller plus 145, Johnny Walker plus 210, Jamie Pickett at plus 220. All very live wires. If you make the bet with me, we'll get you officially what the money's going to pay you coming up on the other side. And we're going to tap out right here. You're locked in to the bet. QL Network. <laughs> 